In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. I got my peaches out in Georgia. Welcome to your Monday edition of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. Uh, today, as always on Mondays, we have Sophie Ross, and we uh, we cut it up about everything. I mean, we go to the Oscars. We go 90 Day Fiance. Now, I am uh, recording this wraparound at uh, we're 12.08 on Monday, so my birthday was Sunday. So I'm not. I'm just going to do a really quick intro, and then we'll go to an hour and a half conversation with Sophie, which is amazing. But I had a lot of stuff that I wanted to share with you guys, and I'm going to switch that over to Tuesday. Bill and Becky Bailey will uh, be on to thank me for being born. And uh, I just want to say thank you so much. I heard from so many of you guys today, and it was just really over overwhelming in the best way possible. And uh, just thank you guys. You guys are the best listeners. I have the best people that follow me on Instagram, and it's really, really cool. And I'll tell you more about uh, my day on Tuesday, uh, and we got a great week of shows ahead of you, as always. Um, so I'm just going to throw to Sophie. Uh, I am I am exhausted. I had, oh God, I can't wait to tell you. Well, something so crazy just happened that, you know, when you've had a couple of martinis and then something crazy happens and you sober up immediately, I am in the sober up immediately. So tune in on Tuesday so I can tell you guys the full story. Uh, Los Angeles, crazy place. I'm, this place is weird. And also, so I uh, caught up on the Oscars. I guess the big thing with the Oscars is that everybody thought Chadwick Boseman was going to win for Best Actor for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Uh, Chaz, uh, I mean, Channing, of course, uh, tragically passed away this year. And Anthony Hopkins won instead. And they had saved that award for the final award at of the night thinking that Chadwick would win and he didn't. Anthony Hopkins won and Anthony Hopkins wasn't even at the ceremony. So it kind of ended on this womp womp, uh, very, very weird vibe. Um, 
but I'll talk more about that on Tuesday. So you guys, this is really, I, I have the, a blast talking to Sophie and I think you guys are going to have a blast listening. Um, she's going to have an article coming out. I will be promoting that as soon as it does. Let's give her as many clicks and read it as possible so we can support her. Uh, I love you guys. Thanks for making my birthday so very, very special. Uh, I'll talk to you on Tuesday. Welcome to your Monday episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. Joining us, as always, uh, it, it is a joy for me to talk to her every week, and I know for you guys to listen to her, uh, writer extraordinaire, uh, bone vivant about town, Sophie Ross. Welcome back to the show. Sophie, my co-host, How you're just to paint the picture, she has moved into her apartment and she is in a bed laying down. Um, this is the dream, right? Yeah, I'm fully horizontal today. Like, that's just, oh, today, last week was KFC. Today was Panera Bread. What's your Panera Bread order? Broccoli cheese soup. I got two baguettes on the side, and then I got a little thing of cream cheese just to have for the extra yeah. baguette. And oh, I, um, thought, I, I thought you eat the cream cheese alone. I was like, oh, yeah. my God, you're an animal. That's I did that when I was younger, though. Like, when I was, like, 10 years old. Like, I wasn't, like, a toddler. You remember when you, I remember doing potato chip sandwiches and I was like, I didn't, obviously I was a slow, slow kid. And I was like putting potato chips and smushing them on sandwich bread. So it was like carb on carb. Wait, but that's still good. Like that's normal. Like I do that at Jimmy John's, but <laughs> um, wait, the grossest thing that I shouldn't even, I, this is something that I shouldn't even be sharing because it's so disgusting. But I, when I was younger, I would eat like Cheez-Its or goldfish and I would chew one and then I would spit <laughs> it'd be like a pate on one of the non-chewed ones okay well, hey well it was good talking to you Soph let's ha have a good week and we will uh hopefully talk to you down the line somewhere oh <laughs> wait first off I will say the gold that was discussing what you just said <laughs> that's one of those TikToks with the with the Gia song <laughs> waking up in the morning thinking about <laughs> I will say Cheez-Its and Goldfish, and I've had many arguments with people, are two of the most, most disgusting snack foods out there because it is, it is so dry. You are putting what? dry flakes in your mouth. It is so dry. What? What is it supposed to be? Like a potato chip. There's like a, 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 a I hate to say a moistness to it. Oh, it's a greasy? It's like, I just, the dryness of Cheez-Its and Goldfish are so, it makes me want to choke oh. thinking about it. Like you get oh. dust flakes in your throat. Those are the two best snacks, by the oh, way. No, it's and so saltine crackers. I love the salty, dry like snacks. Wait. I love that you're already eating like my grandma. Like you're <laughs> very much. I am a grandma. Like remember a couple of weeks ago when I was just like eating rice pudding, and you were like, "Yes." <laughs> I literally am a grandma. <laughs> The other thing that bothers me about Sophie, you guys, is that I love her commitment to fast food, but it's always like a really minuscule order. She's like, yeah, I get a cheeseburger and a small fry. And I'm like, if you're ordering fast food, no. in, get enough where you can feel bad about yourself later, you know? No, I'm telling you, it's because of, this is like so much oversharing in detail, but like my ADD medicine. So it gives, it, I don't have a huge appetite, but I want to make sure I'm like getting my calories in. So I always make sure I like get something that I know is very like caloric. Yeah. Even if my appetite isn't like, you know, crazy, I still like, you know, want something that I'm going to like finish, you know? That's the dream. I mean, that really, I mean, I want, I want to be where you're at, where I'm like, I need to get something caloric in me. Like everything I feel like, like I put after in Like gaining weight for a roll. Every time yeah. they describe like gaining weight, how they like will melt pints of Haagen-Dazs and oh. like drink them to gain weight. I'm like, that 
sounds fun. Yeah, like Matt Damon did this movie called The Informant back in the day, directed by Steven Soderbergh, and he gained like 50 pounds for it. And he was talking about that where by the end, he was like just drinking ice cream. And I was like, I feel like I've been training for like Robert De Niro roles my whole life. Like I'm in a Robert De Niro role right now. I just don't get right. paid for it. You know, like right. exactly. I lose weight, gain weight. And it's not, it's just for my life. There's no part behind it. You know, I'm so confused about your like, wait, so do you not like pretzels either? Hate pretzels. Well, no, I like, I love, wait, no, here's, I love soft pretzels, soft pretzels. If you do a hard pretzels, you're begging to choke. Like you're like asking the Lord to like, let you, cause you get too many dust particles from those dry kind of chips. Do you not have like a drink in hand when you're snacking? Well, maybe I do, but imagine if you didn't, it would not be enjoyable at I all. I don't then- do that though. I never have a snack when I know I don't have a drink like available to me because I get so miserable and thirsty. You have to have the drink to enjoy the snack. And that's probably just why, you know, you just admitted to the thing being so dry that you spit out a little bit and make it like a pate on the other dry cracker. (laughs) Okay. I was like, it's a disgusting dry food. That was when I was younger. That was when I was like 19. No, I'm kidding. I was like, (laughs) that was, that was a couple weeks ago in my first apartment. This is my new grown up apartment. Exactly. I'm a new woman. (laughs) <laughs> what hello, Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Ross, if you're listening, hello. Yeah, uh, please, uh, please. I hope they're not listening. I that would be horrible if I got like a one star review from your parents, and you're like, you are disgusting, and you've let our daughter down a horrible path. Cancel Ryan Bailey. Um. Okay. So. Oh wait. Also, like, are we? Have we mentioned that it's your birthday? No. So I was waiting. Oh my god! Oh, it took like ten okay, minutes. Sure. I can't remember if we got that on tape, but yes, it's Ryan's birthday today. Woo! Yeah. No. I. I. I just am at like nine. I can't. I'm going to talk to my parents later, and I just. I think it's always awkward talking to your parents on your birthday because you're admitting that at one point they had sex. You're like, at one point, that's what led us to this day. You. You saying something, and I always like as you get older and this is just why I'm warped and I do podcasts is that you wonder like, was it a beautiful sexual experience? Was it? No one else thinks about that except you. Oh my God. Wait, your parents not like make like weird innuendos in front of you though. My dad does. That's where I get it. Okay. My dad, my dad. My mom does it more, but they do that in front of me and my sister and we both like throw up. My dad does like the Steve, like the Steve Carell office thing a lot where he'll, he'll, he'll hear something really dirty and he'll be like, reminds me of you and, uh, reminds me of, uh, me and your mom's first date. That's like a big one for him. <laughs> or he always did this. And this is, I've never done this to, he would always, I remember him coming home from business trips and he would hug my mom and then give her a boob honk, like honk, honk. And I, I, that was just like normal. And now I realize like, that's kind of offensive. No, no, no. Like my parents will make like straight up, like, um, my mom will be like, that's those plates aren't the only thing, you know, we put on that kitchen table, (laughs) (laughs) joke around stuff like that. And like, my dad will be like, Amy and like me and her sister will be like, "Eh." Like, wait, do they, do they sit you down and say like, Hey, we're, we want you to meet a nice, nice young boy or woman or, you know, like, do they, do they pressure you into relationships at this oh, point? Oh, well, like that's never been a thing because I've been in relationships like my whole life off and on. Like I've had a boyfriend, like at various stages, I've been in like many serious relationships before. So it's not like they're worried that I have like commitment issues at this phase of my life. They're just like, you know, I'm kind of doing my own thing. And then luckily my sister is the one that's getting married this year. 
So that takes the heat off of me for but a do little you have bit. to bring a date. Well, that's the thing right now. I'm like, I'm fine with going alone. Like it always, it sounds depressing. Like until you get there like- and there's a bunch of hot single dudes there. And then you're like the life of the party. Well, I mean, yeah, me knowing I'm going to know everyone who's invited and they're all going to be like guys that are like related to me or just like, yeah, not. <laughs> and they're going to be like, <laughs> Hey, don't tweet about this experience. Okay. Oh my God. But, but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's something it definitely, when you have like a Jewish mother, it's definitely something that comes up a lot, but I'm like, Hey, you know what? Here I am hung over in bed on a Sunday podcasting. What more could you want? I, okay. So you went out last night. What was the New York experience? And it does lead me to like, I'm, I'm realizing as everything becomes open in Los Angeles, I'm really scared. Like I'm not mentally or physically prepared for things to open back up where it's like too much is happening all of a sudden. And I'm just not, I'm like, Holy shit, there's too many invites and too many, like, where did you go last night? Were you, were you warmed up? Were you seasoned or did you just completely get, uh, wasted immediately? What happened? No, I've been easing into it because stuff has been like outdoors open for like a while. So like brunch and like drinks, like that's kind of been keeping me sane. Um, so I've been like kind of doing that for like, and I'm, I'm vaccinated now, but like that, you I hear that I, guys fully vaxxed, fully vaxxed, get, get in there guys, fully waxed and <laughs> that lip is going to be waxed soon too. <laughs> Uh, you guys can't see it. Uh, Sophie is sporting a full-on uh, mustache right now. Uh, yeah. She looks amazing, though. I do. I do look. No, good. you don't. Uh, anyway, so what? How you you were prepared oh, outside? Yeah. So we there's just like cute neighborhood spot by me that has like margarita pitchers, and it was really nice out yesterday. And then it got really cold at night, and I was really cold. But anyway, got margaritas, and then at midnight they kicked us out, and at that point we kind of just went home. But, who's your posse? Um, who's your, do you have a girl gang? Do you have a guy gang? What's what's don't the friendship? Don't worry about it, Ryan. Oh wait, were you on a date last night? Don't worry about <gasps> oh it. Oh my god, you were on a date. Wait, is somebody in your apartment right now? Oh. Come on out, Pete. No. Oh yeah, pilot Pete, welcome to the show. Oh my god, wouldn't it be great if you like? Ryan, thanks for having me. Hey, happy birthday, bro. <laughs> Oh my God. But anyway, the, what, what I was going to say, that was actually really cool that I hadn't seen in New York before they turn on the lights at midnight, which is like, that's not something that, you know, it was kind of sad. Like, you know, walking around at midnight, Katz's Deli, all the places that are usually on a Saturday night, really crowded. It's still not like that, but they gave us to go cups for the rest of our margarita pitcher when they kicked us out, which in New York city, like that's not, it's not like we were in New Orleans, you know? Yeah, so you're not supposed fun. to be walking around this street with open containers. Right. So, like, that was really fun. I was like, I love this. I love the to-go cup thing, to-go margs, like that. So, you're the, so you had to-go to margs. You're there with your, your date of the evening, this gentleman uh, that shall remain nameless unless you want to say his name. I mean, we can, and let, let me guess, like, is it like a, like a, a Randy, like a Ralph? Is that, am I in the yeah. ballpark? Yeah, uh, we can go with Jeremiah. Randall. Jeremiah, is that it? It's Randall. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I mean, and we're not going to get into it because that's unprofessional. But will there be a second date? That's all we want to know. That's it, and then we're going to leave. Yes. Yes. Oh my God, love is in the air. It is. <laughs> uh, sir, if you're listening, will you please rate this five stars on Apple Podcasts, sir? Thank you. Oh my God, um, stop embarrassing me. <laughs> this is my birthday. Let me have this. Okay. Um, 
Okay, so let's get to a little pop culture roundup. It, you know, the world doesn't seem, it seems a little slower this week than it did last week. I'm still angry about a bunch of things, but let's start off with the, uh, tonight we have the, uh, the 93rd annual Academy Awards, which is, I've never had a year where I've been less looking forward to the Oscars in my life. And I'm this, I'm a huge fan of the Oscars. What do you, did you even realize it was on tonight? No, because when you texted me today, I was like, wait, we usually do the same time every day. And then I realized that the Oscars were tonight. And I was like, oh, I actually don't give a shit. Like, I don't care. I even put on the red carpet, which I get so excited for usually, because that's like one of the best parts is the red carpet. And I'm like, I'm actually so bored. I don't want to watch like the E! News people. I think it's like Juliana Caramo. Like, I don't even know. Juliana Rancic. I mean, she has... No offense, Juliana, but I feel like she is lucked into a career. His her whole career is like one giant lucky break. Like well, I don't know good at what she does. She's a good presence and a good interviewer, and she's like good at what she does. But she obviously, you know, has she's not, you know, she's had some problematic things throughout her career for sure. No problematic things, but just in the sense that like it's one of those people that is part of entertainment. I guess the landscape, but you're never fully. I don't want you're never fully like fuck yeah, Juliana's on the scene. Like you're never pumped. You know, like I can think of like 10 other people in terms of entertainment reporting that I'm excited to see. Remember that Zendaya scandal? Oh yeah. When she commented on her weight, right? Or no, it was her, she had dreadlocks on the Oscars red carpet. It was like 2014 or 2015. And Juliana made a comment that was like super inappropriate. Um, And it was about how, Zendaya like basically saying something about her appearance and how she looked like she smelled like patchouli oil something really 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 like just with Rachel she, she thought she was being funny right right and it was yeah. just so inappropriate and obviously that led to a ton of backlash and I honestly feel like it kind of led to and then her, she had that drama Kelly Osbourne yeah, well do you did, were you around at all I mean I know you were around but were you aware of like when Joan Rivers used to do the red carpet and I love Joan yeah. Rivers. Are you kidding? Yeah. Like she was the only one that really could do that she was kind the of only humor. One that could do fashion police. The only one. And on the red carpet, like I even loved her mistakes. I remember one year and this horrified me and I can't, Anthony Hopkins was with his wife at the time who looked older than Anthony Hopkins. And she goes, and he goes, Oh my God, you brought your mother. How are you? And it was his wife. And it was like a really embarrassing moment. And I remember Anthony Hopkins correcting Joan Rivers and Joan, like just taking it all in stride, but she was able to make those mistakes and make it really funny and like kind of a little mean, which I love. And, and really nobody's really able to come close to what she was able to do. And I don't know. I miss things like that. No, I totally agree. And I remember when, when she passed away, it was such a shock. It wasn't something that I think anyone saw coming because when she was in surgery um, and I was like, so sad, she actually, she reminds me so much of my Nana actually. Um, just like Did you ever watch that documentary on her on Netflix. Wait, the on Joan Netflix? Rivers one, I believe it's on Netflix. It was a uh, documentary on Joan Rivers. It's amazing. Oh my god, I will now. I oh, it's it's I it's, never heard of it. it's like an hour and a half. It's amazing, but it 
focuses on her whole career, but also she was wow. just, she worked every day. She cataloged every joke, every joke. She had a, a filing system that she would put in every one of her jokes from like when she was started comedy to now. And she would have a calendar where she'd be like, she would show years where she was fully booked. And like, she that's why she was always working. She was so appreciative of getting a check for her jokes yeah. and all that stuff. And, yeah. um, but when she died, like I'm a huge fan of Howard Stern and he spoke at her funeral. He got asked to speak and he did uh five minutes on her vagina. He was like, it would, you know, Joan and like, cause he was like, he knew Joan Rivers would love that. And, and yeah. Melissa Rivers, her daughter. And I guess it like really, you know, tore the place up, but it was a shock to so many. She was such a New York icon as well as yeah. uh, a celebrity. Yeah. And her, yeah, exactly. I feel like there's just been no one that has been able to, you know, fill that void and like the comedy slash fashion slash entertainment world. And it's like a shame. She really is someone that can like say the meanest joke, but you know, deep down, she's like a kind hearted person. Who are your heroes actually, Sophie? Like uh, no joke. Like, I mean, in terms of writing and comedy, I mean, you know, maybe Joan Rivers is one of them, but do you have a list of like female uh, or, or even male, like that you look up to and aspire to? Oh my God. That's such a hard question. Honestly, something that I like, just like putting me on the spot. I'm like, oh my God, at one point, at one point, and I don't want to get canceled for this. It was Lena Dunham at one point, just because I loved girls and I loved all of her books. I read all of her, the, I guess the few that she released. Was it not that kind of girl was one not of them. That kind of girl. And then she released another one that was like a, a diary. It was like her like journal from when she was, I was just a big fan. But, of why, what, but see, I mean, I know, I know Lena Dunham is problematic in a lot of ways, but like, how do you, I mean, she also had such great output for so long and did, I mean, she's still very young for, I mean, she really did a lot. Girls was huge on HBO. She, for a time, she was really that kind that, that, that woman that was able to write in a certain way. And they were calling her the voice of uh, a generation of females, which has got to be really insane to be called that for a certain amount of time. Uh, but it seemed like she was built so far up that eventually you will get torn down. And she's also well, one of those people that I forget not why he was getting teared down though. She did. So she said, and did, she did so it herself that I was like, I can't publicly support this person anymore. Like this isn't someone that I'm going to like stand anymore. Um, and it's like, you know, I, I still can be a fan of like girls and like her writing and separate that from like, I remember when she came out, when that her director friend was accused of rape. Oh. And by a woman of color, and she came out trying to discredit the yes. accuser. And I was like, this goes against everything that Lena has ever stood for in her. Like, it just was just so awful. And and not saying that Lena was like some amazing activist, but I'm saying that she is someone that, that had talked about being sexually assaulted before. So for her to come out and like, I was like, I cannot anymore. So Lena Dunham ended up disappointing me. So I don't know. There are probably, there are so many, I think so many writers that I follow on Twitter too, that I just love on Twitter. Those are probably just like my favorite writers, anyone that I follow and like support and retweet their writing. Um, I don't know. This is is, it, we, is it weird for, is it, oh, sorry to put you on the spot like this. I guess we can go back to the other line of questioning. Uh, who was the guy from last night? Uh, was he, <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. But is it weird for you now to have uh, other women or even men like say, I really love your work. I, I hope we can work together someday. Is that weird to start being in a, a position where people are saying, really, I like what you do, you know? 
Oh my God. It like, it never ceases to like amaze me when someone DMs me and they're like, I look up to you. I, I love your writing. I love what you do. Like, I look up to you. You're a role model. And like, weirdly enough, those are things that people have actually said to me. And I'm like, oh my God, like, that is so awesome. And I don't know like how I deserve that or what I've really done to warrant that. But, you know, it goes to show that if you like care about what you do and you put care into what you do, like people will notice you. People read people. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like what I love about reality shows. I always talk about like, we know the audience can sense when something is really real and we can also sense when something oh, is Oh, good segue. So, no, no, but it, no, I'm saying if, if that's what I feel like maybe with people like you or even in certain aspects of this podcast is people can genuinely tell when there is passion behind it, when somebody is into what they can do, people can read those things. And I think that comes off in the work itself. So people do, like the audiences are so sophisticated now, whether it be on Twitter or what, you know, the discourse on all these things. I mean, I feel like sometimes there's too much discourse, but I feel like we can, we recognize when there's passion behind something and somebody's not just phoning it in, you know? Oh, for sure. Like people are drawn to authenticity. Like that's, that's what I always say when, you know, it's like, Oh, like, how did you get followers? I'm like, I really just think I've always just been me. Like I've never tried to be anything but myself on Twitter. Like even when it got me in trouble with employers, like I've always just been myself. And I think, you know, people appreciate that. It's, it's, How's it's How has it gotten you in trouble in the past? We've talked about this story about the Kim Kardashian feud. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we've talked yeah. about that. And like, you know, it's, it's, there have been a couple of times where I like feel like embarrassed that like a coworker, <laughs> whatever <laughs> it is, it's like, yeah, it's, it's honestly not ideal being as outspoken as I am sometimes but you know people like that and like are they're drawn and that's how we are about our favorite like reality tv characters too like uh, we're drawn to authentic people like lindsey hubbard uh sweet well speaking of lindsey hubbard i don't know if you heard the interview i did with her this week yes i listened to it and i loved it it was um a lot of people saying she was hitting on me that's the word on the street and yeah. i think it's interesting i was gonna maybe post this like maybe you ask out Luke. I ask out Lindsay. I come to New York. We do a double date and, you know, we do a fancy New York sandwich shop at some point point. we make some jokes and, you know, and, and we'll see where it goes. But I thought that would be, what, what if we both wound up on summer house next season? Oh my God. Are you kidding me? That would be so fun. Let's well, do it. I will say I am going to come to New York sometime in the next five months. We should try to plan it where we do a podcast, maybe do a meetup and then also potentially try to reach out to people to interview together and yes. like go in if, if it's safe in person. I think it'd be really funny and fun, you know? Wait, I think we should actually get like, yeah, like Luke, Yes, do the whole. Could you imagine Amanda Luke in person and you told him, bring your guitar. That's all I want. Bring your guitar, you know, bring your guitar. And he would bring his axe also. Remember that scene? He was like, this is a really nice axe. He would bring that, like, we'd be in New York City, like, he'd, like, get off the subway, like, he would just have his act, like, in picture. <laughs> well, you, I mean, how did you, so you guys, the season finale of Summer House was this past Thursday, and I know we've, you know, I've said a lot that it was, but it really did sneak up on me, and all of a sudden, like, the show ended, and it was, there was just so many great, like, even in this past episode, like such little moments, but like Luke being obsessed with making a fire or, you know, like I, I love little moments like those in these shows. And even like Hannah saying like, oh, 50, 50, this will lead to divorce when they did their fake wedding. 
Hannah to the end remained horrible the entire season. And I, and I, I want to say this in very, like, I do feel, I, I don't find it funny, but there is something ironic that now you can kind of, and I want your opinion on this. Can you can sense she's realizing it's not going her way. And you think you wait, you think in the season finale, like at when no. they're at the house or in real life? No, in real life, like right now, she's how, realizing. How do you know? I don't know. I just read that she's aware. Like, did you see that TikTok she made this week where she was like, um, you know, oh, some- it was like a re- being on reality TV ruining my mental yeah. health. Yeah, but-, but better engagement on Instagram. I was like, you're so cringy and embarrassing. It was cringy. And also, the thing is, those things only work if the person doing it can act. And I hate to say this, Hannah is not a good actor. So even her doing that, like, even just like I'm an acting coach. So even like watching that, it already didn't work for me in execution because she couldn't pull off the the sad part about mental health. And then it was just a bad joke, but it would have been good uh, or would have been better if she could act, but she can't act. Um, I do find that, you know, things are really turning against her and the fact that did you listen to all those clips pulled from other podcasts, including Danny Pellegrino's an old podcast where one, she said that Carl was snorting at her all so much that his nose bled. And And that was the reunion. That's going to come up in the reunion, which that's, you know, they've been alluding to in the previews. And also she made a comment making fun of Luke when he said he was going to kill himself potentially because of his ex-girlfriend. And he was like, come on, pussy. Um, I wanted, you know, I know we have very strong feelings about Hannah, but I was thinking about this, trying to think of both sides where I say so many stupid things on this podcast. And sometimes I say it to get a laugh. Sometimes I say it to ingratiate myself with somebody. And obviously there was a line there where she thought she was being funny and she just way overstepped. And it, 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 reading it or listening to it back now, it's just horrifying. But in the moment she's thinking she's being hysterical and you, I don't know. Like I was trying to think of like, well, what would I have said something like that? And I don't think I would ever make no, fun of suicide. No. Ever, you know, because you would think about your friends and how they would feel listening to it back. That is something that I consciously think about. Like, even like, you know, when we're talking about things that my parents could potentially hear, like, I always think about people, like the impact of what my words could have, like, if I'm talking about people that I know, or just in general, like, you know, if it's a celebrity, like, who did something really bad that's one thing but like you know words have impact and this is just someone who has no regard for anyone else's feelings outside of herself I don't even think she recognizes that what she did is wrong because she like literally in her mind she is never wrong she is always the victim she can say whatever she wants without consequences anyone else's feelings don't matter like it's actually really concerning how she doesn't realize that like other people get hurt by what she says and they are allowed to be hurt and they're allowed to react to that and her, she should take accountability sometimes for her words, you know, hurting people. It's just, she has some sort of personality disorder. Well, I feel like she is the reality uh, iteration of hashtag girl boss. She is yeah. the Rachel Hollis. She is Half-life. the, the fast, fast, you know, like she wants, like, that's why that TikTok is, you know, she's trying to be funny, but at the end of the day, that is her truth. She wants the engagement. I do think she is starting to feel the heat. In fact, that like, I think she thought she was going to be celebrated by women for what she did in this season. And quickly, 
I feel like at this point she realizes it's now she's blaming editing her Nana, her Nana is in comments fighting for her saying she got the villain edit. Like all of a sudden Hannah turned into Jax. Yeah. It's really, really, really sad to see because I think an easy way out of this for her would have just been, you know, for her to be like, Hey, I had a rough, season like it was not a good look like blah blah just taking ownership and accountability like now because you can't change what happened last season but like she just is so incapable like she's just doubling down and digging a deeper hole and like I listened to Kyle and Amanda on Danny Pellegrino's podcast and like I was like DMing Amanda also and were you anything that you would like to share on this podcast it was nothing like juicy I think I it was just after I listened to the podcast I dm'd her because they were talking about Loverboy merch and I was like if you guys put the 17 page email on like a shirt just like in really fine print you would make a killing and she was like oh that's not a bad idea and then we were like dming or whatever and um, I mean, there was nothing crazy inflammatory. Like I, we, I brought up like summer house, obviously. And I think I brought up Hannah or whatever. And like, we were talking about how, like, you know, her behavior today is what is really sealing, not verbatim. This isn't what Amanda said. So like, yeah. don't take this out of context, but it kind of does feel like it's sealing her fate. Like in every, in every questioning of like hi Amanda or like Danielle or Lindsay or whoever I've seen it's kind of clear that a lot of people don't think Hannah's coming back because she is no longer part of the friend group. Like she has completely like, you know, alienated herself. And I'm like, yeah, that, that kind of is like her, her behavior. Now the Luke stuff too, like Luke has been liking tweets about Hannah too. Like they're clearly not on good terms. They don't follow each other on Instagram any longer. So it's like, how is Hannah still connected to the rest of the house? Like she's not friends with anyone. Well, you do get that sense that that is the reality. Even when I was talking to Lindsay, Lindsay was like, yeah, I don't, you know, like I hang out with Carl and Danielle and Luke, uh, Kyle and Amanda, a little less so because they're so busy. Mm -hmm. Um, But like you get the sense that, yeah, like Hannah's not a part of their friend group and Hannah is somebody that gets brought in because she's on Summer House. And it is one of those things. And I feel like with any reality show, if you don't have a tether, all these people are not tethered together. Then it starts to become really unrealistic. And you have it where then there's a power dynamic where you have somebody on an island like Hannah and you have a season that is so uh, I mean, I still found it hysterically entertaining, but it is so if you watch two seasons of that, it would be really hard to watch Hannah every season be on an island by herself. Yeah, no, I don't think people are interested in that. Like no one wants him. There are actually like petitions, serious petitions now, which I'm like, that's a little like much maybe, but like, that's how serious it is about getting Hannah off. And at this rate, it's like, yes, like for sure. Like you're going to have Carlito, you're going to have Danielle and Lindsay, um, like, oh, I mean, Robert, I, I heard is becoming an executive chef, so he won't be able to film, but you have like the core group. That's like Carl, Danielle, Lindsay, Kyle, who Kyle and Lindsay, they were the OGs, you know, and Amanda, who is also, you know, with Kyle, obviously. And then Paige is really good friends with Amanda. So that keeps Paige safe. I feel like Paige is kind of like maneuvered. Like, I don't want to say that Paige is really sneaky, but it does seem like she, like, even though she was riding the Hannah train last summer, as the show went on, like I saw that she sent like Amanda flowers the other day. 
like for no reason. And and Amanda, Amanda's like posted a note that Paige had given her on the day of the, or like something about Paige because Paige was the bridesmaid and the the last episode, something about that. And Paige does play both sides of that fence. And Mm -hmm. I think she does it kind of masterfully where she's also the voice of supposed reason with Hannah, where she'll be like, calm down. It's not that big of a deal. Let it go. Like she tries with Hannah, the giggly squad stuff enables Hannah. I What'd cannot take how much she enables Hannah. Like, but how do you do that with a friend that, like, you yeah. you are known as this person's friend? Even on this show, you're known as this person's friend. How do you walk that line? How do you? Because even when I'm friends with like somebody problematic, you like you try to like be a voice of reason for them instead of just completely dumping them. But I do wonder what the next year looks like for them, and especially with Giggly Squad. Uh, the podcast and their little, you know, friend group that they've got going between the two of them. How does that play out? And like, how does it, I mean, I just wonder how it plays out in the long run for Hannah and Paige. Well, it was interesting because you see the juxtaposition of like Danielle and Lindsay's friendship where Lindsay is like, am I the problem? And Danielle is like, yes, (laughs) like that is what you need. So cool. Is a friend, is a friend just being like really brutally honest with you because that's what friends do. And it's like Paige can never truly stand up to Hannah because I think in part because she knows Hannah will never take it well. She will never be able to like take constructive criticism well ever. She takes it as an attack. Look how when she was like, you know, Paige got to be a bridesmaid because she didn't voice how she really felt about Kyle. And I'm like, what? That Kyle asked you to take out the trash once? Like, what did Kyle even do? I like still don't fully understand. And I don't fully understand how she thinks that her and Amanda can ever like have a friendship when she just despises Kyle for no reason. Like, I just don't get it. I get, I, 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 you know, I hold grudges and like, that's why I'm saying if somebody said the shit that I've heard Hannah say about Amanda, I mean, it would be game over. I mean, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't ever be able to hang out with that person in any kind of real capacity. And, and I would hope that person would realize exactly why, like there would be no confusion. Yeah, yeah, like now today, like I, I, Amanda and Hannah, I don't think we'll like ever have a friendship ever again, which again does put Paige in a really like tricky spot. I think Hannah really does think she's doing this out of like being a comedian and being the witty one and the one that recognizes patterns in life. When I think really in reality, it's just kind of snide bluntness disguised as humor or what she likes to think of as humor, but it's kind of snide bluntness and just shit talking, which I've done a fair amount of. So I realize that, but I think she's under the guise that she is some kind of like, um, you know, uh, female Dave Chappelle or something all of a sudden, oh, and she, you know, like, I feel like she thinks she's above the people in the house. And that's where oh, I get yeah. upset, you know, because you're not above the summer house. Well, that's, that's what, um, Amanda and Kyle, I think said on Danny Pellegrino's podcast was that it was right after season four aired of summer house was when they started filming season five, obviously. So right after season four aired, they said, it basically was like, you know, Hannah was kind of like, living still on that high of like the Luke relationship, even though that had been long over in her mind after like, you know, season four aired and so many people were like shipping them on social media that in it kind of like changed her perception of things and got her like, I don't know. It just, it's interesting. It's like, she, she definitely just thought she was like going to like run into the sunset with Luke. 
no more can we do away with shipping can we just say we like you guys as a couple like i don't want to ship anybody more can i just and maybe people don't get yeah i don't get shipping real life people because you don't understand how like chemistry works because of carl i think if carl and Paige were gonna hook up like I think it would have already happened. Yeah, Lindsay even said that on Watch What Happens Live. She's like, I don't think Carlito is into Paige as the audience wants, you know, to believe that they, and I love that comment because it's like, that's how real life works. Is that, you know, like we've all had people be like, oh, you guys would be cute together. And you're like, oh yeah, I don't feel anything for that person, but friendship. Like, that's just how life is. Yeah, Carl, you know, you even Kyle said that. that too. Yeah. yeah. That's why like all of these people shipping like Carl and Paige, I'm like, it's been three summers now. If they were gonna like finally bang, they would have like, trust me. Um, I will, we'll get off summer house in one second. You guys, I know not everybody watches it and this is a blend of everything, but I will say, I want to give one more uh, round of applause to Danielle this season. And I really do want to not apologize, but I didn't like Robert at first. I thought he was kind of a drip. And then what I love, well, I just thought he came in and he didn't compared to like Des and Hannah, like fucking in every room. I was just kind of like, this guy's just not even heard the caterpillar conversation over that. Okay. Well, I just got worried for Danielle at first that he wasn't attracted to her. Like, cause then I, but then I realized he was really uh, probably adjusting to the cameras. But if you're watching like Lindsay getting finger banged and this, all that, then all of a sudden Robert becomes a square because you're so used to like heavy sexual activity in the summer house. No, you they're know? just getting to know each other. I, I love Robert. And I found out he is from Cincinnati. I know that my hometown. Sophie, I know that now that's why I'm saying I was in the wrong. And I want to apologize to Robert. If he's listening that I am so sorry for saying that you were a drip. And what I realized is that you you really shown your true colors in that final episode, bro. Like you made all the food and it looked amazing. You, well, every, so all good. the guys, all the, the whole house loved you, dude. You were like, people were high-fiving you at the end. I saw Kyle was in love with you. I think you were a real great addition to the house. I also want to point out that Danielle was invited to be on Watch What Happens Live on Thursday with them, but she was too busy because of work. I love the fact that Danielle does have a full-time career and she cannot, she cannot put that on hold to be on TV sometimes. And I love that. Watch what happens. Live. I love that. She's I know. I love it. I love Danielle. I love Robert. I love them together. And I love how Robert did more in the house than like Hannah, like in one night than Hannah did all summer. And it was oh, so clear that they were like, Oh my God, we love Robert. And everyone hated Des. <laughs> it shows that Hannah and Des like that kind of, I mean, that that's exact point of that Des didn't hang out with any of the house. And that's why Des didn't get shit on. But, it, you know, Luke kind of said, oh, and another thing, just I'm so pissed at Hannah, though. How you once again tell everybody that Luke came up to you and said you didn't like Des. No, you asked him, how did you think about Des? And Luke was honest and said, I wish he had hung out with the guys more like what, you know, should he just not say anything to you, Hannah? I don't get your She's such fucking... a pathological liar. She, like, is literally Jax Taylor. Like, she is unable to, like, relay a true story. Like, she can't, like, everything is clouded in, like, whatever, like, narrative she makes up in her mind to benefit her. Like, it's so bizarre. Um, and that's what you don't want in a reality TV character, because I kind of want to believe that you're telling the truth sometimes. Speaking of Jax Taylor, I did need your opinion on now. This happened on Monday. I'd already t- talking to talk to Sophia on Sunday, and I did not get her opinion on Nipplegate. Now, uh, if if you guys were paying attention, I've talked about this on the show already, but I just wanted Sophie's opinion on this quick because uh one of Britney's nipples was staring at me directly in the eye on her social media. Do you think Jax purposely posted a photo of, of Britney's nipple, or do you think it was an accident? 
No, I think it was an accident. He's just so stupid. You know, or is he thinking he's a genius and it's like, cause it's, it's bad either way, you know? I think that he literally, it was just an accident because you couldn't tell at first until you like, actually, like for me, I was like looking at the baby. No, I I know. That's why it was like, it was like one of those 3d paintings that you're like, Oh, I can't see it. Why can't I see it? I thought I was missing. And I was just looking at the wrong side, you know? Yeah. So like, I, that's why I think it was an accident, but it was up for hours. Like the amount of time that it was. And she reposted it. Yeah. And she reposted it too. Like she clearly didn't even notice it either. Oh my God. It was so embarrassing. I love social media though, because us, the audience, and we do this with anything that we watch, we bring our own experience or we, we, uh, you know, logically think through it. So, you know, it was up for six hours. And so I was, I was going through excuses. I was like, Oh my God, is this like her new thing? Like she's like, a natural woman and it's beautiful to see nipples and stuff like that. And so I took a picture of my nipple and sent it to Brittany. Um, but, uh, I did not do that. You guys, but I was, I was making excuses for her. I was like, what are they rebranding as like that kind of nature couple? And we're just going to see a lot more of things like this. And then eventually it got taken down and he re-edited it to take the nipple out. You know, yeah. I mean, and there is a chance maybe Jax is looking for attention because he needs whatever he can get these days. Like who knows? Um, the, the, in terms of Vanderpump rules, uh, we do have huge news that, uh, Sheena Marie Shea or how, whatever her name is, she is in labor right now. She has posted that it is truly all happening and I cannot believe that my birthday might be co-opted by Sheena's spawn. I knew, and it's better than Jack's. Like I would have, if Cruz was born on my birthday, I really would have like, so I guess Sheena is. I have no personal horse in this race. I hope it's a healthy baby, but I don't like we're at the tail end of the Vanderpump rules babies. So I feel like this is, we just want this one over with, you know? Yeah. Cause we had, um, obviously Hartford Stassi's baby. Yep. Hartford, Charlie Rose Clark. Um, <laughs> Forgot the Charlie Rose part. <laughs> I know. I was thinking about that the other day. Um, uh, Hartford, Louis CK. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So we have that. And then we have um Cruz. What is it? Cruz Michael Couchy. Yeah. We have Ocean Emmett. And now we're about to have summer. Summer, yeah. Well, can I tell you the summer thing? Like I so I got in trouble with Sheena and her quote unquote camp. Yeah. Around Christmas time, I spotted um on a birthday gift because I'm insane. Her mom you posted the, the name right. Well, yeah, because she, there was a gift under the tree with the name Summer, and I couldn't find anybody in her family named Summer. So I was like, if you think about it, Sheena's mom would give a gift to their unborn baby. So in my head, I was like, that has to be the baby's name. And so I posted it, and Sheena doesn't follow me, but immediately Sheena was in my DMs going, no, no, that's not the name. That's a third cousin or some shit. And I was like, congratulations. You're going to be a great mom. Sorry. And um I posted the the DM and then what else, what was the next thing that happened? It was like a month or two ago. And I was like, Oh yes, yeah, there's somebody in her YouTube video. She posted something and like somebody freeze framed the clip and it had summer in it again. And I was like, fuck, it is the baby's name. And I posted it and I posted Sheena's DM. I didn't tag her. And I said, I knew it. Uh, Sheena lied to me, but I totally get it. That's awesome. And so I thought it was fully out because Reddit threads were talking about it unrelated to me. And then I had Sheena, one of Sheena's 
you know, really BFFs that follows me came on and DM to me and said, Hey, um, you know, I'm not saying that this is the name, but you've really upset Sheena yeah. and she's really upset and she's crying. And could you take this down? And, and I was like, Oh my God, of course. Like I'd never wanted to make Sheena cry. Like I, and I, I really felt bad about it and stuff. And then one of her other friends who I know texted me and was like, how do you live with yourself? How do you da da da? And like really came down on me. And I was like, that is so intense. I was like, I was like, dude, I was like, I didn't, I go, I'm so sorry, but like, I hate to, this has been out for a week and has nothing to do with me. I was actually just confirming that I, and I said, I also took it down and like, and he apologized like a couple days later for being so intense. Um, and I really liked the guy and, and I, you know, I don't have, but it was, I mean, I liked, I mean, I, I don't, I didn't want to be a part of the Sheena narrative at all. I just, I, I can't believe those accounts that I, I wonder if those accounts that really like bust people or like track down records and stuff like that. I always really admire that, but I don't think I have the skin to do that kind of shit. You know, I don't have the time. That's why I love like the detectives. Like that would suck as a celebrity. You have to make sure like there's nothing in the background of your photos that you don't want getting out because people will zoom in and find. Yeah. And also, I mean, there's two ways to look at that. Like Sheena, don't fucking post a YouTube video on your channel where you can freeze frame shit. Like make sure that shit right. is completely. That's on her. That's on her. That's why I'm like, it's a baby name. If you really don't want anyone to find out what the baby name is, then don't tell anyone. If you tell people and you start accepting gifts with the baby name, like it's going to start coming out one way or another. Like, Oh, that was, and the, and the guy said, you ruined any chance to talk to her in the future. And I was like, okay. Okay. Like, I mean, I was like, <laughs> I was, I mean, I was like, I kind of wanted to find out how good as gold was written, but other than that, I'm like, so, I mean, and then, you know, so it was funny, but also I, I do think part of being a reality star is that you do need people like me and the detectives. You need us talking about you. That's yeah. the only thing that keeps this stuff going. And if it, you know, scratches each other's backs. Did you, the other story I wanted to talk to you, do you know reality Steve? Oh yeah. Yeah. I saw that stuff went down with him that he like was super creepy to Demi. And also he like had said some bad stuff about Jade also. Yeah. So Reality Steve, you guys, if you don't know, he has an insanely popular uh, podcast, a website where he really has, you know, given so much inside information on all of the the Bachelor, has interviews with all of them. They all kind of play ball uh, with Reality Steve. He's one of the biggest people doing this kind of pop culture thing. And it really has a heavy, um, you know, it's all usually bachelor related of some sort, but this week he got into a lot of trouble because bachelor star Demi Burnett, um, accused him of inappropriate behavior. And what he basically did was he, you know, he interviews all of them and stuff and he has their information. And a lot of these bachelor people will feel like they have to play ball with him because he is so popular. And it's one of those things where you scratch your back, I'll scratch mine. But he had like an, he had a sexual dream about Demi and he texted her about it. And he says, Oh my God, I had the craziest, you know, it's like, I had the craziest dream. We were having sex. It was, you know, and she was like, LOL. Ha, ha. And he was like, no, it was awesome. I just wanted you to know, I wouldn't have let you know if it was like bad sex, but it was like good sex. And she was like, okay, ha, you know, and I do like, and he had no idea until she like tweeted a, you know, 
a notes, not apology, but like what had happened and had yeah. multiple experiences and also said other women had been uncomfortable with reality, Steve, in the past. And I found that whole discourse kind of interesting. And I know Demi has said, uh, you know, kind of has said some troubling things in the past. And I know she, but that doesn't matter. It, like, I mean, that has nothing to do with reality Steve being creepy to her. Yeah, it was like a really creepy situation. Reality Steve replied, that he like didn't realize that you know that she felt this way at the time yeah. until like he saw her tweets and that's why he's only apologizing now it's like well why did you ever think that was a normal thing to do to like describe a sex stream to someone that you are not sexually involved with like yeah that is something that you do not share like that makes people uncomfortable that's weird behavior like just a freaking weirdo and by the way his website sucks anyway Wait, I, why like, does his website? A, I've never gone. What, what is no, his, his website is just not like user friendly at all. It's just like a shitty ass, stupid, broken website. So like his website sucks. Like <laughs> he's been wrong also like multiple times about like multiple things in the past few years. So like I just yeah, he sucks. Well, speaking of that though, also the Bachelorette season seventeen, the first promo came out in the last couple of days with Katie Thurston. She is our next bachelorette remember we are doing two different bachelorettes but we already have the first trailer you guys so check that out it is interesting that this is right around the corner and remember i believe this is the season without chris harrison um and i find that kind of interesting i was talking about on the patreon yesterday we were talking about potential jobs for chris harrison if the bachelor just doesn't work out i was like he could be we were talking about problematic problematic hosts and like people like Jared from Subway. We were like, Chris Harrison to be the new Jared from Subway if The Bachelor doesn't work out. But um, I can't believe we are having another season of The Bachelorette when I just feel like it ended last month. And uh, uh, oh my I just God, wish we had so a little bit more of a break day. with... Well, I don't think you're into the 90 Day Universe, but the new season of 90 Day starts tonight. And we had the season finale last week of 90 Day Fiance. We had a six-day break, y'all, between 90 Day Fiance um, seasons. And I feel the same thing with The Bachelor. The same thing with Bravo is that I love these things, but at what point are like, I, I'm going to tap out. Like, I can't do anymore. Like, I... I I need people to stop doing content or make an agreement to take breaks, but like you're making us choose between all of this content now. And it's like, it's not enough to have one show on TLC. Now they want to give you 24 hours every two days of 90 day fiance. And it becomes insane. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, yeah, I don't watch 90 day. I know I need to get into it, but like the bachelor franchise is just exhausting because it's like two hours one episode is two hours long. It's like, that is so long. And like, it's just like, I, I don't know. It's just exhausting. It's the same shit. It never works out. I'm just like bored of it. It needs to end. We're like, I'm excited. Obligation for- sometimes we're, wa- we're, we're watching like we, we hang out with friends that we don't, that we grow apart from, you know, like, it's like, yeah. well, I'm still hanging out you because we had good times in the past. And I feel like that's with some of these shows is I'm watching out of obligation, not love anymore. Yeah, that's how I feel. And I feel like with The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, I'm like, if I don't watch it, I'll be annoyed that I'm like, everyone's talking about this storyline or this person. For me, it's like, I didn't watch like Colton season, for instance, or like Pilot Pete's. I'm like, I pick and choose which seasons I watch based on the leads. But since I really like both Katie and Michelle, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to watch both those seasons. Did you like the 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 cut of Pilot Pete's jib from the get-go or did you gradually fall in love with him uh, watching him? 
wait, no, I literally didn't watch his season though. Oh, is that you're sticking to that? Okay. No, like I actually didn't. I didn't because I just had no connection to him because he was on Hannah's season and I hadn't watched Hannah's because he was on Colton's. Yeah. So that was like my little like break from the Bachelor universe for a little. Will we be DMing Pilot Pete anymore just to say, yo, bro, I am going on a second date. You're about to lose me for good. Like, will there be anything? Yeah, like he hasn't answered my person, but I'll be like, (laughs) Just checking in here. I wanted to let you know that you're about to leave me for a good Could you go? Hey, just circling back on this. Uh, <laughs> um, oh uh, the thing I do love about The Bachelorette and the thing that I will give it a shot is that usually the guys are much stupider than the girls on those first couple episodes. And they're trying to impress the girls so much that you get some real drunken antics because, you know, when you drink, you kind of let loose a little bit more and you're nervous. So you have all of these guys trying to impress each other. It's like a dick measuring contest. And those are sometimes really entertaining to watch. I like The Bachelorette so much more than The Bachelor because of that. Because yeah. the ba- this ba- Bachelor season was terrible. Matt James season, obviously. It was like mean girl, petty drama. Like, I like how The Bachelor, The Bachelorette with like just the guys is like, I don't know. It's just funnier to me. Like they all like there ends up being like the goofy, stupid himbos, which I love. It's less like, yeah, there's going to be some like, you know, toxic masculinity there, but like, it never feels like there's like bullying. Yeah. Actually, that's probably not true, but I still, either way, I find it more enjoyable than I do like the bachelor because with the bachelor, it's all about just pitting women against each other. And it's just like, it just feels toxic and gross. Like the I more do, I watch The Bachelor, the more I'm just like, eh, but The Bachelorette does keep me hooked. I do wish they would do things in the first couple episodes where you'd meet the guys and they would show some of the guys' social media and Instagram and Twitter and how they've used it up to this point. Because you could really discern who these people are. Like, you know, like, oh, you're tacky as fuck, bro. Like, you know, like you would see it immediately of what they post on their social media it says a lot about these dudes. Like we would have seen, um, uh, you know, Claire and Dale on that season. Dale was like, a, a you know, a party city model. Like he was in like, you know, a mariachi outfit and like had taco. He was dressed as a taco in one of the things. And I would be like, that says everything that I need to know about Dale from that, that bachelorette season, you know? I'd be so pissed if, if I like picked a guy and I hadn't <laughs> seen social media at all. And we like, got and then I like get home from the bachelor and I like look at all social media and he's like really cringy and embarrassing. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you're, you're like, then like, if you're making out with a dude or a girl, you'd always think like, Oh my God, deep down, this person has the tackiest sense of humor. And I don't like, you know, that's within him, you know? Yeah. Like this guy makes every Instagram caption a pun. Like, you know, those types, I cannot stand that. <laughs> um, uh, oh, also just one last thing on 90 day fiance. I really am curious and I'll, I'll check in with you guys on Tuesday or Wednesday when they release, but I'm really curious about the ratings. I have a weird prediction. It's going to come close if not surpass the Oscar ratings. I, I think so too, honestly. And I, I feel like that is, if that really happens, we are at the, I mean, that's a real death now. And I know it's been a weird year and the movies aren't exciting because we didn't go to any movies. It's all been at home. But I think there is, and I don't know how I would fix it, but there is so little excitement. And that's how we started this episode. It, there's so little excitement that I just, 
I feel like it's painful that they're doing this because there's going to be those articles of like ratings drop another 60% for the 93rd annual. You know, I, I feel like we're really, and also we don't need, I hate to say this because I'm an actor, but we don't need we don't need to watch these people pat themselves on the back again. Like the work itself is beautiful and amazing. And right. so many people put their hearts and souls into this, but it's not the year to pat ourselves on the back, you know, or it to get does, out of Yeah, work. it does feel out of place. It's like, that would be awesome if all of us got to be celebrated like this for our jobs that we do just to survive. Like, it's like, why are we like celebrating? I don't know. It does feel like out of place this year. And I'm just like, not into it. I'm not like, you know, I, yeah, the I Grammys were special because I thought the Grammys really did it well where, and the ratings sucked for that, but they had live music performances where I was like, damn, I forgot how many talented people are there with actors. You can't have them like, we'll now have a monologue from Daniel Kaluuya. You know, like he's not coming on and acting for the, the Oscars. Like I wish they're not doing like live one act plays. You're, you're, you're based on work that most of the people haven't even seen. We don't have a juggernaut movie out there. And I yeah. do want to, we talked about Godzilla and Kong last week godzilla versus kong sorry and sophie pointed out that she is a huge uh planet of the apes stan and then you guys she she texted me a bunch of her old tweets about and we're talking from like 2014 where she really was in love with the planet of the apes monkey yeah what's his sir. name julius caesar. or caesar siri julius caesar and it almost like i was like damn like you were you were really into Caesar. I know, I wasn't lying. I wasn't lying. I love I love CGI ape movies, love Planet of the Apes, love any Kong movie. I'm just into that stuff. Yeah, but like, you were like, like into him, into him. <laughs> you were like, like, if I was dating you, I would be like, what does he have that I don't? Like, oh, I'd be he like. Was, he was really attractive in that movie, okay? He no. was like, you know, he was just a leader. Out, big alpha alpha male <laughs> big, <thick> energy <laughs> um i mean that's i mean that's that's the cross you have to, to uh, anyways <laughs> um okay moving on we had a couple more things um uh kardashians are always going to be kardashians um there was a thing that i was disturbed about and we needed to talk about because it bring it's like a little bit chloe reminiscent is what the fuck happened to zach efron's face Oh my God. And because, so what happened, you guys, is that there was a, something posted this week. I forgot what the original outlet was, but it was photos of Zac Efron, like laughing and talking and his face looks so muscular. I don't even know how to describe, you guys have it seen the like picture by now. Squidward. Handsome Squidward. Yeah. You know, the meme of handsome. When yes. Squidward is handsome. What, yeah. It looks like his face is able to lift weights. Like it looks like when your body's jacked, his face looks jacked and it could be bad filler. It could be the photo. Like everybody was like, Oh, he had dental surgery. Like I've never, I, this is, and then, by the way, this is a, all you ladies out there listening, this I believe is what you do for men too much. And you need to stop. Everybody was rushing to make excuses for Zach Efron's face. Like you guys couldn't let it just like Zach's having a bad face day, but you were like, no, no, it's dental surgery. No, no. Like he's fine. Yeah. He can stick up for his own face. All these girls were like rushing to his. I'm like, Zach's going to be fine. Zach's face, even like this is still better looking than 99.9% .9 of the faces out there. Period. He's just not the one, he's not the little yeah. boy you girls all remember from high school musical, you know? I know that people were saying that he 
like there was a scene in that travel show he did where he was like very vulnerable about how he like wasn't allowed to eat pasta or carbs for a really long time because of Hollywood like beauty standards. So people were like, hey, like, let's be easy on him. And I'm like, I just honestly am curious like what he did because he obviously did something. This isn't just weight gain. I'm sorry, it's not. And we know in the past that he's had work done. He had a nose job. He's had work done before. And it's very obvious that, you know, that someone kind of convinced him that he needed this or like, so you know, was like, Let, let's give you more of like a leading man jaw. Like I can just picture the conversation in my head and it's sad. Like it's unfortunate. It's also like the reality is, yes, he looks different and that's fine to admit it. Like we can, we can talk about it. It's fine. We're not going to like, you know, well, it's good that we talk about it now because Zach's going to keep getting older, you guys. And it's going to keep, he's going to eventually like, he's going to be 70 years old one day. And we're going to have to talk about like, holy shit, he looks like an older man. Cause he is an older man. Like these things just happen, you know? Yeah. I just wish that like, like, I don't know. I just think it always looks so much worse whenever I, and I know this sounds very like, I don't know, sexist or misogynist because I think it's fine when women get like Botox and fillers and it's fine if men do too. But when it comes to some of these actors that try to like stay young, I'm like, you would be so hot if you just age naturally and turned into like a rugged older guy. Like I think Zac Efron, like with his beard on that show was just really hot. Like how he looked like, well, I just don't get it. I'm like, you are so hot when you're just like a rugged, like, like men can pull that off more than women can. So I just oh don't, my, get I mean, that's what I'm banking on. Like, and also you had Zach Efron and Seth Rogen in a movie neighbors and neighbors too. And I thought those were cute, but like all of a sudden Seth Rogen now is considered a sex symbol because Seth Rogen is just letting his beard grow, his hair grow. He's like, kind of like into it. Like, Hey, I sell weed. I write books. I write, you know, like Seth Rogen now is kind of like, the gold standard for older men. Like he's even being considered a sex symbol now. And I'm like, hell yeah. I love that. I lo I'm like, yeah, like yeah, dad bods are great. And like, yeah, you can get away with that, you know, as depending on, you know, what kind of roles you're trying to get. But I think Zach Efron was so good looking to begin with. It's like who convinced him that he needed to do this. And like, yes, people say that Paul Rudd, the secret to like how he looks so young is because he's probably secretly been getting, you know, some injectables in some form. But like, I but don't it's know, real, but whatever Paul, whoever is Paul's surgeon hats off you, you killed it because you maybe, but at the same time, I never look at Paul Rudd and go, Oh my God, so much work. Oh my God. Exactly. It's like subtle. I just, whatever is happening with his jaw, like, I'm just, I don't know. It just was very unnecessary. Um, I, but I love that about pop culture that we, do you, do you remember about six years, six or seven years ago, Renee Zellweger hadn't been seen in a couple of years. And then all of a sudden oh, yeah. she turned up, I believe at an award show, maybe the Oscars. And she looked completely different. She looked completely different. It was the talk of the town for like a week. And now she's back to looking like Renee Zellweger again, but it is weird. It's like Vicki Gunvalson in that one season of orange County when they started filming and she had just gotten a facelift and she didn't look like herself for like a good 12 episodes of the season like face settling is so insane when these stars know they're going to go on the red carpet and we've now seen it so much where i'm like ah, oh, fuck you are you, you know you better brace yourself because you're about to get a lot of articles written about your face i know and i mean like i don't i don't know if renee's face was just settling or if she got the work done again to fix it but like i mean sometimes you need some feedback maybe now zach will like get it fixed 
ASAC, get it, get it fixed. Could you imagine being the person that did say to do it? And like, uh, Zach talking to that person today and the person's like, bro, I was way off. I am so sorry that I asked you to do that. I was, I don't even know what I was thinking. I, I didn't even think you'd do it. That's crazy. You know? <laughs> um, okay. Um, uh, so, okay. This is huge. Billie Eilish. We talked about a couple weeks ago, went blonde. Selena Gomez went blonde this week too, folks. That is a huge pop culture story. Uh, Sophie thoughts on Selena Gomez going blonde. She looks great. She yeah. looks really, really, really good. I thought she looked, yeah, it was like all over Instagram. And, and I want to point out from these teen stars and stuff, I will take Selena Gomez going blonde. Any, like if Selena Gomez had stepped up and goes, I'd have something to say about frozen yogurt. I'd be like, Fuck you, Selena. But she didn't. Selena Gomez just did. She looks like a great blonde. She didn't tell us if she likes full fat yogurt, fat free yogurt, uh, free because I'm still upset about Demi Lovato and this yogurt thing. We talked last Sunday when it first happened. Then on Monday, of course, she came back and even did like an 18 minute, you, you know, Instagram live where she explained further. It was a half baked apology, but then it was where she said at the end, you know, I'm I'm willing to work on the branding with the Big Chill Yogurt Shop to make sure people like me understand what is happening in your store. And it's like, I hope they take her up on that. I hope they make Demi do meetings about fucking signage and a yogurt shop for the rest of her life. Because yeah, seriously. And then she goes to Hawaii, you guys, and she celebrates 420 today. She's like, happy 420. Like she is so all over the place that I I mean, like it just discounts any of the message that she sends out with any of this stuff when exactly. she personally is all over the place. And I just, we've all seen this shit done by other celebrities and teen stars like we i don't feel like any of this is good you know this is going to end badly yeah the message definitely gets lost when it's like all it gets it just it's it's diluted when it when there's always something you know like i don't want to say like pick a struggle but like i feel like maybe pick a struggle like it's just there's always something with demi and it's like you are just diluting whatever message you're trying to get out there and especially with like her weird, crazy fans who are like bullying the yogurt shop, the small business and like bullying people who are just calling Demi out. It's like chill, no pun intended, like Demi, like chill, no pun intended. <laughs> God, what, a, what an exhausting well, person. I tweeted out last Sunday because I was livid about this thing. And, you know, so I, I tweeted, I said, I hope Demi gets the full fat froyo that she so desperately wants. And I meant that because it's like, it, I didn't realize, and I know it's bigger, you guys, but I like, I have dealt with diets and weight issues my whole life. Like, fro, like the fact that she was making, and I know it's about some deep hurt in her life. I get how food works. I get all that stuff. But then, so I tweeted that. And then this person that followed me, I'm, I'm you know, like all this, like retweeted that was like disgusting about my, and I'm like, is it disgusting? Because I'm literally, that's what she's doing is saying, I need full fat froyo, And I am livid that somebody gives options, you know, like that's what she's basically saying. Right. And like a lot of people were like point, like making really good points about how it's not the world's job to make sure that, you know, you don't get triggered. It's your job to like control, like how you react to triggers. It's like, just, just thinking the entire world should accommodate you and only you is just like entitlement at its finest. She just looks like an entitled asshole, which is what I assume she is. I get scared though. Is that like, you know, 
then like how far if you take that down the line like if she walks past a 24-hour fitness is she like fuck them how dare them like the signage oh fitness oh it's 24 hours so i gotta worry about my fitness 24 hours how far does this go and sometimes like i am definitely a a proud democrat i am uh very open to so many issues but i do wonder if like we guys we can't be bothered about everything and there are things that like i sometimes hate like certain cards i've been dealt in life but i don't like I keep that within me and I know the things that I have to do to be the kind of person that I want to be. And it's really, I mean, all I can blame is God. And I do that every day. No, but you know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing like, how far does this go? When did, when exactly. do you, I mean, that's that. And it's funny, that example is something that I can just picture her like getting, and yes. she would, she's doing something. She would think she's making a point and her fans will like gas her up, but it's like, just shut up. Well, I, I know part of it's youth. I know, but and uh, and she keeps saying I'm I'm not about labels. But then I feel like every second now she's telling us about her sexuality. I don't the care. Mafia. I don't care if you're. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, she's part of that. I don't care if you're gay, straight, bi. Like I love it, but like she's now constantly telling us that she's not about labels. But then she keeps labeling herself, and she's upset about the labels at yogurt shops. Like I, I I'm the labeling thing with her. It's. Like, I remember when I read Ayn Rand for the first time, like I remember in my twenties, like thinking deep thoughts and like, oh my God, I'm figuring it out. I, that's what she's doing. And unfortunately she has this large audience that we're like learning. And I'm like, girl, I already did this in my twenties. And I know this is your time to do this in your twenties, but like you have, like, you're doing this for everybody. And it's like really potentially bad. And her suggestion that like they label the yogurt shop label stuff for diabetics or for people with celiacs. And it's like, you want to make them feel embarrassed. That's what I'm saying. What about diabetics feeling like, like all of a sudden they're wearing like a scarlet letter on them because they can't take, you know, um, uh, we saw Andy Cohen this week. He posted on his Instagram story that he did host the Keeping Up with the Kardashians series finale reunion. Uh, he showed us the set on the set. They had past costumes, famous costumes of the Kardashians, and he they are doing this like a Housewives reunion. I am so curious how you would even do this Every time they've done a Kardashian, I've seen Ryan Seacrest host something a couple years ago, five years ago when they did their 15th uh, anniversary or something. And it's never, there's too much with this family where I don't think you would ever do a reunion justice. No, it's like their image is too controlled. Just knowing that they are able to choose what airs versus housewives, they don't have control like that. It's not interesting. It's like they are so, their image is just so perfect. It has to, they have to control everything. So when Andy is like, no questions are off limits. I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Like, shut the, don't, don't pretend that we're stupid. I'm so sick of them pretending we're stupid. Like everything they do is fake. Everything is contrived. Everything will be pre-approved. Everything will go through Kris Jenner and Kim Kardashian's eyes before it airs. Like, I'm not interested. They're also going to be back on Hulu in like five minutes. Like, why why are like they're trying to get everyone to be like nostalgic like then go away and maybe we'll miss you but like there's something to be said for going away like there is something and i feel like audiences really appreciate that in the long run you know like you you can build a legend by silence and i think that is they're all 
they're all well off financially, except maybe, you know, Mason. And uh, I mean, I think they can take time off, but I mean, I would love a housewives reunion where I would fucking love if Courtney was screaming at Kim, if we got those kind of housewife reunion moments, but we won't, we will not get that. We won't ever until like they agree to be on a show that they don't have like absolute executive producer control over then you know it's Could still you imagine a, a real documentary like that Billie eilish documentary that rj cutler did for apple tv a couple months ago i would kill for a real documentary of following around chris jenner because we've never seen the real chris jenner that that lady is that. a viper she is a we and you guys you have to give her credit she is so successful so the 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 old bitty, like ditzy lady that we see on screen is nothing like the real Chris Jenner. Like that is what I want to see. I want to see her rolling calls through her daughters, her telling Courtney, chill it with the fucking thumb sucking, you know, like I want to Wait, see those conversations. That would never be allowed though, because I bet there's like money laundering and like illegal shit and like falsifying tax records. Like, oh my God, you know, she's up to shady shit that she can't share, but I would love that too. I would love like a WeWork side documentary that's about, like like Chris like, getting exposed and they and she thinks it's like a like a flattering documentary but like they get her like you know saying like bad oh my god what about what, what was that HBO documentary a couple years ago the where jinx. he the jinx where he admitted you know he's like yeah I, I fucking killed her all. I, would, <laughs> I was just talking about that the other day with someone that was so crazy when that happened so this leads us to the uh, another story is like, um, yeah, baby, I'm running. Caitlin for California, baby. Gavin Newsom, recall, bitch. Uh, Caitlin Jenner, uh, she is running for governor of California. Um, one of the weird, not weirdest, it's just one of the most misplaced running, I think, that you can ever have. Uh, Caitlin, you know, Kate, I... I feel such sympathy for Caitlyn because I think she thought she was going to be celebrated for the rest of her life. And I think it's been some rocky roads for Caitlyn in the last two years. And she wants that attention. She's used to that attention. And I think the only thing this, this, her running is doing is potentially selling some merch to doofuses like me. That's like, I want a Caitlyn shirt, you know? Yeah. I mean, yes, it's like someone, a bunch of people are tweeting this, but basically it's like a narcissist, like, dream you're gonna get pr you're gonna get attention like it's it's just it seems natural it's something that you know she probably wants to do for the attention and the fame more so than like you know to help constituents of california i mean but i love that i live in california and i will get uh i will get the commercials of like i've lived in california all my life and i've seen changes some good but mainly bad you know like (laughs) i want to bring back (laughs) you know that's going to be i'm going to see those commercials and the kardashians you guys they did uh push out a release saying they will not be campaigning for caitlin i mean they share completely different political values supposedly uh, I don't really. Oh yeah, sure. Supposedly, sure they do. And you guys re- remember, we're not all rich like them. And when you're rich, you you become Republican quicker than you normally yes, would. You know, exactly. It's like we're supposed to believe that you know they're not as Republican. I mean, you know, when it comes to social issues, yes, they're definitely liberal. I think, but like fiscally, you think people who hoard that much wealth are like you know, going to be on the right side of history eventually. No. 
No, just, they're not. They're not socialists over there in the Kardashian camp. Well, I and I somebody brought up that Caitlyn did uh, had you know. Uh, killed a person on the PCH uh, years oh ago. God. Unfortunately, it was a car accident, uh, vehicular manslaughter. Uh, Caitlin was found to be not at fault, but a person did die and they had reached out to the mother of, I believe the son that had gotten killed. And she said that she would potentially vote for Caitlin because she hates Gavin Newsom. And I was like, first off, who was the reporter that reached out to this poor lady about if they would vote for Caitlyn Jenner at all? Like, imagine if, of chaos. I mean, like, who would do that? I mean, I just, I was so ashamed uh, to, to be a human. Um, are you all right, Sophie? Yeah, sorry. I just didn't readjusting because I had to plug in my computer. Oh, okay. Sorry. We're all, we're all, um, um, but I, I just thought that was so bizarre and also, I just think, like, who is that the Caitlyn Jenner voter? Who goes into that booth if they do the recall and goes, well, I really do. I, I love what she's saying about the the economy. Like, who who is like, you know, and she's provided me with so many great moments over the years. Like, I don't I just don't know what type of person is the Caitlyn Jenner voter. That's what it is. It's like it. it's so weird that she you are right that she probably thought she was going to be celebrated. But then she aligned herself with a party full of people that, you know do not like trans people. So it's like she's completely alienated those people that might, you know, look up to her as a trans like role model. Yeah. Because she's aligning herself with people that, you know, hate them. So like, I don't know. It's just it her her whole thing is very confusing to me. I just I think it's so bizarre. Like it's not surprising because I do think that she wants attention. So yeah. she's get that. And also, you know, whoever's working for the Daily Mail, you guys are giving the Kardashians such a pass lately. I don't give a fuck anymore what Courtney is doing in terms of sex with Travis. I don't care oh. if like they literally if, like the only she said something on Instagram today about like the, you know, the only I don't let pets bite me, only humans or something. And it's like, we get it. You, you and Travis love to like do things with your private parts. We get it. Like, I don't know. I mean, what good for you? I'm so happy that you guys are sexually into each other. That's amazing. Why do we have to keep hearing different things that you guys are doing with your bodies? You know? Right. And say with like um, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly, like yes. that video of her, the videos of her at his concert. I was like, oh my God, you guys are so embarrassing. Does it look like Megan Fox has gotten a little boob enhancement? Did you notice that? I think, that that she, I think that she in general has had stuff done i don't know like i don't pay enough attention to her in general me neither no i didn't see that somebody said that i didn't read that i whatever (laughs) i didn't look i didn't even look somebody told me no but yeah she's definitely had stuff done she looks good like she She looks great she looks great but like i just think machine gun kelly is so weird and cringy and like just them together and like the pda at the concert and her just like cringily dancing and like you guys he got a new tattoo which is basically a knife slash down his neck so it's like a red knife slash and it's like okay like i i you know whatever floats your boat dude but i the the thing and this is like where you people use the word ship is people are shipping travis and courtney people are shipping machine gun kelly and megan fox and i just that's another thing it's like the caitlin voter like what goes through your head like when you see you see you see a picture and you're like damn this like this is gonna get me through the day i love this i love this i love love they look so in love this makes me feel good is that is that the thought process that would be me if i saw like a picture of danielle and robert from summer house like there are some couples that you're like they are so wholesome and they deserve each other and like blah blah but i'm like what why should i give a shit about courtney like 
Travis Barker and like Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. Like I will like ship, you know, I'm like, oh, Danielle and Robert, that's so sweet. I love love. But I'm like, I don't give a fuck about Machine Gun Kelly. Or if I saw Meg Ryan and Tom Hanks shooting a movie again, I'd be like, oh, that would make me feel good. I'd be like, oh my God, they're doing another film together. Like they did Sleepless in Seattle, You Got Mail. That would make me feel amazing. But other than that, I just, but maybe that's, I, maybe I'm just too jaded. Like I, I, maybe I should, but did you see Kardashians this week with Scott Disick complaining about Courtney and like them not, you know, getting back together? Was that something that he said or a source said that he said that? No, like they had the, I mean, the, the sort of real plot line was him saying like, are we ever going to get back together? Are we ever going to get back together? It just seems like we're at a place right now. I love you. And he talked, he said this really dark thing where he said, when you're with a guy, I used to wake up and I would dread looking at like the Daily Mail or something because I would see you with other guys. And now you're you're not with a guy right now and I don't have to worry and wake up and have those feelings. But he goes, but then eventually you might date somebody again and I'll have to go through that all again. And we realize she, he's going through that right now. It's just that now he's got this 19-year-old involved and we are starting to hate him, you know? Well, he can play the pity party all he wants, but he has no one to blame but himself. Yeah. He has no one. He was like, I mean, from everything we saw during their breakup in 2015, when they broke up for good, like he had been cheating on her and he was like an asshole. And he always, you know, had the substance abuse problem too. And like, not that, you know, there's a, that's to blame on him because that can happen to anyone. But like, I just feel like he was always kind of like a lying, cheating ass. Yeah, he he was a drug. He was done. That's what you get. He allegedly was a coke addict. Allegedly, might still be like allegedly, allegedly. He was always the best that he was ever going to get. Like ever since I started watching that show, I was like, why is she like? I just never thought Scott was on her level, and I don't think Scott realized that soon enough, or else he would have never, ever, ever let her get away. And now he's like, shit, I will never get a Kardashian. On someone that's literally a Kardashian ever again. Like he will just never do better than Courtney Kardashian. I mean, I, and by the way, I will say the best thing about Courtney Kardashian is when she was on the show and she literally ripped Mason from her own vagina during birth. That was yeah. uh, such an amazing moment. I think it was Mason, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. I also love how Courtney's like, all I care about is motherhood. I don't care about working. I just care about mother. And she has four nannies. She has four. Yeah. Nannies. She has like 75 nannies. Like I'm just like, shut up, Courtney. Like um, say that you just don't want to work and that's fine. You don't have to like talk about like motherhood. Like you're the only person. I, uh, okay. So two last things. Uh, I know you're a huge fan of sketch comedy. Uh, Elon Musk will be hosting SNL in, uh, I, I, I believe maybe in a week and a half, two weeks. Uh, Miley Cyrus is the musical guest. Elon Musk, what do you think? Uh, are you excited? No, I don't get why they didn't just have Miley be like the host. Like why? She's done that before, Elon- but like, but Elon Musk, you guys, we do not need to make celebrities out of billionaires. We did it with Donald Trump. We did, I don't, I I think this is a mistake across the board. And, um, you know, I see why they do these things because we are talking about it, but like, how does this like, you know, what, what the, the, at the end of the day, Oh, he's amazing at sketch comedy. And we're like, Oh, he proved us wrong. No, we shouldn't be giving these people any kind of more power than they already have. Right. I can't remember who told me this. Maybe it was you that SNL was like having trouble, like getting hosts. Like, just, like, no, like, celebrity, like, celebrities are just turning them down left and right. I don't know why. 
but like, maybe this is like the only person they could get. Like, I don't know. I mean, I know he's not the worst person in the world, but he's, you know, there is a certain level of like, you wouldn't want Jeff Bezos doing this. You wouldn't want there. And we've seen, I think the, the extreme of that is like, you know, you normalize these people, whether it be Donald Trump, whether it be, you know, uh, there was a rumor that Woody Allen was going to come back and host, uh, this season. And, you know, that was so, that was just a rumor though. That was not really, it was a fake, like Demois DM. Yeah. I don't see Dumois as well. Is she doing all right? Like I have not, I got to reach out to her. I, because I, I honestly haven't. She, she's so buried in my feed now for some reason. I don't, and I don't, I and I just get sick of like the spotted stories. I'm like, I don't care about who spotted. I want like the juicy stuff. I just want myself. I just want me to be in there. Like I want me to be spotted. Like that is <laughs> my. Then that's when you know spot. you make it when someone like spots you on the street. Oh my God. If I come to New York and what we should plant stories of like Ryan Bailey with Sophie Ross. Wait, do she, we hire like Daily Mail, like oh, photographers and, and journalists? Wait, could we get into a fight in a doorway? Yes. And, like, and I'm wearing my mask and you aren't? No, yeah. And I'm wearing like a baseball cap and like holding coffee and like oh my god, what if I just have like a huge Dunkin' Donuts coffee like Ben Affleck and yeah. I have like a, a vape or something? And we're like clearly, you know, just like trying to like like not get photographed, but like we hired them. And then we ask Luke to come for a little like shot, like you know, like Luke's in it at one point. Now that would make us Luke spotted with new love interest, Sophie Ross. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine yeah, yeah i can um okay finally uh real housewives all stars uh begin shooting tomorrow they are in turks and caicos we were bombarded on our social media with all of the housewives going over there ramona singer um uh kyle from beverly hills cynthia bailey from atlanta we have a cast i believe of eight women some great some like so so like i don't I don't know Cynthia Bailey, why she's there. Kenya from Atlanta is Kenya from Atlanta is there and brought her child. I didn't know that. And that's an interesting choice. And supposedly this, this gentleman on uh, Twitter, I, I, not, I don't have his name in front of me. Uh, must have an inside, like uh, must it be getting tipped off because it says Ramona is already uh, took the best bedroom. I saw took that. the best bedroom, but also has a problem with Kenya's child being there. Could you, could I mean, it is funny thinking about Ramona with a child. Like, why are you here? Like, what is what? What? Like, it I does mean, throw off the vibes. Like, <clears throat> it does. It's like Ashley bringing her baby um, on Potomac. Where did they go? And Wendy like freaked out. But yeah, it does ruin the vibes on a girl's trip for sure. Um, uh, they're only shooting for one week, and I'm like, damn. Like, you don't even. I mean, you must. Well, why that? what was your opinion of the very tiny trailer of some of winter house that we saw this past week? It wasn't, it was like enough to get me excited, but like oh. I wanted more, obviously I loved like them and like the Viking makeup and like when it flashed like Austin, Austin like, looked in like insane in the worst, like it, yeah, in the worst it looked like in return of the Jedi job of the hut has like this person, this little maniacal little Muppet attached to him. That's what he looks like. Like <laughs> he looks like insane. Muppet mouth. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's so I'm excited. This, I, I love all these little iterations, but I do sometimes worry, like, how can you even get anything in a week unless you just have a lot of things like they must have things like tug of war and shit but it like would that. It would almost be weird if it were like longer than a week. Like if it were like a month, 
Like that would be like a lot for like these women to pick up their lives and do this. Like that would be like a lot. So like, yeah, it would, it would actually be scary. (laughs) But it'll be funny because these are all people I bet wanting to create moments. So you're also potentially going to have seven or eight women all looking for that fight. And you're, and, and you guys, Jill Zarin is supposedly the surprise guest for the, uh, the the scary Really? Is she really going to show up? She really, uh, my sources say she really is going to show up. So Jill Zarin will be the surprise guest at the, uh, in the, the Turks and Caicos, uh, which is like a, a you know, an homage to oh a scary my. Island in a way. I was hoping it was Kelly Ben Simone after her insane video, uh, last week. I cannot with Kelly. Did I tell you about the time that I actually saw her running in the street? Yes. And and like, I mean, with her? That, I feel like that's like in LA, the uh, equivalent of seeing Jay Leno in a classic car in all denim like that's you know that's everywhere yeah it's like yeah exactly like bigfoot i was like whoa and i saw and i saw luann like blackout i got a picture with her what when was it years ago like 2015 she was black it was 2015 so it was like free like you know, was she like, hello, uh, pretty lady? <laughs> her friends were like trying to like pull her away because she was clearly like, you know, embarrassing herself. But I was like, I love it. Oh I my love God. seeing Countess in her element back in the day. Um, okay, final, final thing. I watched Louis C.K.'s, I didn't even realize he still does comedy. I my I was over at uh my friend's house, her and her husband, and she's a huge stand-up fan, and she was like, Hey did you know Louis CK has a new special? And I was like, what? And I guess he released a special on his website only. And I was like, what? And she showed me this special and it was a full packed house in Washington, DC sold out theater. When was it filmed? This pat uh, right before COVID right before COVID. Oh my God. And he God. talks about cancellation. He taught, I mean, the disturbing thing about all of this, and uh, and I just really quick wanted your thoughts, and I meant to bring it up during Lena, Dun- L- L- Lena Dunham, but he is so good at what he does. And I think you're ignorant to say he's not good at stand-up. He's very good at stand-up comedy. So good that he's able to kind of, there's no way that you can't paint yourself out as, as to be almost a hero of the people. Like people are giving him a standing ovation when he's going to stage. And I was like, fuck. And you guys, he was busted for masturbating in front of women that he was not dating. He was like, you know, stand-up comics that were like female stand-up comics. And he, he would say, Hey, can I jack off in front of you? Like after they had been hanging out. So it would be this surprise thing. It wasn't like they were all romantically like about to have sex. So he has this joke where he, uh, this is how he explained it. And he said, um, he said, uh, well, I guess you guys all know my thing now, you know, he's like, you know, you know, my thing, my thing. And I'm like, so that his thing is jacking off in front of women. And he said, and you should think, you should thank God every day that I don't know your thing. Like, so he, so he painted it as everybody has a thing that's horrible and secret oh, and all this stuff. Please, and, then, oh, fuck him. and then he said, and this is the, he goes, and let me give you another piece of advice. He goes, if you ask a woman, can I jack off in front of you? And they say, yes, still don't do it. Don't do it. And I'm like, wait, so you're saying they said, yeah, like I'm, I, I'm, I'm hazy on the details, but that is not exactly how I remember uh, those things. But I found it very interesting that this guy's still selling out theaters. He is 
uh, still, I mean, the standup was solid, not the parts that I mentioned, but there were other bits that were like, okay, he still is the same person, but I was really violently, um, opposed because he got his thing. You guys was basically making women scared. Like basically he got exactly. off on the fear in their eyes when he would ask this thing, or that's what I thought when I was like, read the things. And then all of a sudden it's kind of a joke that people are potentially laughing at. And then he bounces it back of like, well, you guys have a thing too. And you're lucky. I don't know it. And I'm like, exactly. He's not taking it seriously. Like he's acting. It's just some like silly, like, you know, he never really has taken it seriously. And it's like, no, like you are in a position of power. And even if someone does say yes, it's because they feel scared of you. And that's what you want. You're trying to make them feel scared. Like, He's just gross. Like I don't know, just something that I thought I, I would be curious for you to, to see it at some point, just to get your overall thoughts, because it really, I, I, I still, this just happened last night. So I was still pro I'm still processing it. Cause it just, it sat with me. So, uh, cause I was just, I didn't realize he was still out there doing like he was selling He's out so things. desperate for attention. He'll say anything, um, inflammatory just to get like, I really think he's like trying to piss people off at this point. Well, that's, that's what he said. Like, he said, he said he found out at a very young age that he liked upsetting people by things yeah. that he said. You yeah. Know? He likes the negative attention. Like he wants, you know, whatever inflammatory thing he can say to get a reaction out of people. That's exactly what he wants. So I just like want to give him no attention. Okay. Well, that is it. You guys, we have done it again. I, so if you, you were my birthday wish, thank you so much for talking with me again this week, talking to us. Uh, is there anything coming up this week that we need to know about for you? Anything to support you with? Um, uh, I oh. actually do have a, an interesting story that yeah. will be going live this week, all about Jen Shaw. So you can't drop that on the pod. What's with the what? No, it's not any like new information, really. It's kind of just me. You know, you'll you'll have to read it. But I'm I'm kind of explaining why I feel like this Jen Shaw stuff is darker than the usual housewife stuff. So just follow me. And well, I'll you guys, we will be talking about that on the podcast. I will be letting you guys know when it drops this week, and uh, hopefully, we'll get a talk to Sophie about it uh, next uh, Monday as well. So, uh, Sophie, thank you for spending my birthday with me, and um, I will talk to you uh, next week. Yes, thanks, birthday boy. Hope you had a great day. <laughs> Yay, I'm going to go get drunk now. Yay, have fun. Betches.